Yemula. You're listening to Caro Caramont EV, Caro Caramont, the English version. Caro Caramont is a podcast about the representation of the Caribbean in cinema and television. I'm your host, Patra M, and this is episode 8, part 2. I hope you guys had a good week and that you keep taking care of yourself and your loved ones. It's hard right now. <laughs> okay, I, I'll just try to keep a positive energy. So today we're talking about the film See You Yesterday. It's an American sci-fi film released in May 2019 on Netflix. It was directed by Stefan Bristol, who also wrote the script with Frederica Bailey. Here's the summary on IMDb. Two Brooklyn teenage prodigies, C.G. Walker and Sebastian Thomas, built a makeshift time machine to save C.G.'s brother, Calvin, from being wrongfully killed by a police officer. There was a lot of discussion about this film. Some viewers are tired of stories about black people being wrongfully killed by the police and when the film was released they were vocal about it on Twitter and I get it as I'm hoping for more romance with black characters to be a thriving genre in cinema, in literature and television. Trust me when I say I also want to read and watch happy stories. However, I really, really enjoyed See You Yesterday because to me, it's a testimony to the black experience in North America from the Caribbean perspective. And this is what we'll talk about in the first Caribbean Connection. How do you define your blackness when you're American-born but Caribbean-raised? The Caribbean Connection segment is to discuss how a film makes me reflect on my identity as a black woman, as an Afro-Caribbean woman, as a Guadeloupean woman, and as a French woman. Okay, before I start, you need to know my point of view. In France, there are different black communities. To me, all black people are Afro-descendants, But I don't think we root our blackness in the same way because our history may, may have similarities, but we're different. Most of Afro-descendants from the Caribbean are there because the transatlantic trade happened between the 15th century and the 19th century. I talk about it in my first special edition. Most of Afro-descendants from Europe are there because of the colonization between the 19th and the 20th century. I make the difference and that's why I use the word Afro-Caribbean to describe Afro-descendants from the Caribbean. However, in France, for some reason I don't really get for now, Afro-descendants born in France use the word Afro-Caribbean to describe the whole French black community. The Afro represents Afro-descendants from the African diaspora And the Caribbean element represents black people from the Caribbean, which automatically exclude Indo-Caribbean people, Chinese Caribbean people, and so on. That's why 
it's very important to me to use the word Caribbean for itself and not as another word to say black. If you look at Battle Dream Chronicle and the poster, this is what I picture when I say the word Caribbean. And to me, see you yesterday is a good example of the meaning I give to the word Afro-Caribbean, which is being Afro-descendant from the Caribbean. CJ is the expression of this black identity and this Caribbean identity. Her blackness can be seen from the beginning to the end of the film through her hairstyle. She has long braids In my 30 plus year experience as a viewer, I didn't get to see many young black women wearing braids on screen and being considered attractive. And I mean young black women as lead roles. Janet Jackson in Poetic Justice and Lauren Hill in Sister Act 2 are my only film references. I guess Regina Hall in Scary Movie called count but can she be considered as a lead role in this film i don't know you tell me on tv lisa bonnet as denise from the cosby show and season one of a different world got to wear dreadlocks at some point brandy who played moisha embodied braids as a form of art. Countess Vaughn as Kim in the Parkers also showed the versatility of braids hairstyle but these are all references from the 20th century. In the past 10 years can you name a young black female lead who had braids as her visual signature without having to explain herself and her blackness and it's a real question since I didn't get to watch a lot of US teen shows in the past 10 years, I'm really curious because I can't really name a coming-of-age film centered around a black teenage girl dealing with her life as a teenage girl. On TV, Raven Simone got to be a pioneer, then followed through China McLean with On Farm and Kiki Palmer with True Jackson VP, and now we have, I guess, Yara Shahidi with Grand Ish, a blackish spin-off, and Zendaya with Shakira back then, and now with Euphoria. When I released my French episode, my list stopped there. Now that we're in 2021, I think I can add Oli Jean as Dominique in Grand Army. Out of these examples, Dominique is the only character who had braids from the beginning to the end, just like CG in CU yesterday. And the lack of diversity in the representation of black hairstyles proves how our blackness is still being invisibilized or can be accepted only on certain terms. Mainstream media won't let black women define their blackness through positive representation of their hair. And I know there's this whole debate about how about how black actresses don't even get black hairstylists on set. That's why they sometimes have to do their their hair. And the funny thing, well, I don't know if it's funny or not, but in the case of friends, I think that's exactly for the same reason that black actresses usually, young black actresses usually get to have braids because they just don't know how to do our hair and they don't bother to learn or to bring in the experts. Anyway, 
no matter how diverse blackness can be, if there's one thing we can all relate to is braids. Braids transcend countries, nationalities, and language. A black woman born and raised in Senegal, in Ghana, in France, in Sweden, in Venezuela, in Jamaica, or in Canada can relate to CJ. And I loved how her hairstyle would reflect her mental state. When she's on a mission, she ties them up. When she wants to cry, she lets her braids free to hide her face. I... I just love how her braids were a part of her identity that needed no justification or explanation. And Oh, and another thing about CJ, I love the fact that she's a lead with glasses. <laughs> Thank you for showing that wearing glasses doesn't mean that you're necessarily ugly and that if you take them off, you become magically beautiful or amazingly pretty. And yeah, I'm really glad that CJ's glasses aren't considered as a um, determined factor of her beauty. The other detail in her character that showcases her Black American identity as well as her Caribbean identity is her name. During the first half of the film, I wondered from which country CJ's family was from. Unlike Sebastian, whom we know he's from Guyana like five minutes into the film, I felt like things were a bit more subtle for CJ. I watched the film a couple of times, but I get so much, I got so much into it every time that maybe I missed the exact moment when her origins are, are clearly stated. All I know for sure is that her family is neither Jamaican or Puerto Rican. And if she too comes from Guyana, it's very implicit. Her family isn't from the Bahamas or Guadeloupe or Martinique. And at first I hesitated between Trinidad and Tobago and Haiti. And I think she's from Haiti. Like I said, maybe I just missed the clues, but this little game of deduction is the only character from whom it must be done because the origins of the of the others are clearly established and why do i think it's haiti because there's some kind of uh, foreshadowing sequence at the beginning of the film and you get to see the haitian flag and my second clue is when she gets reprimanded and is called by her full name Claudette Josephine Walker. Claudette and Josephine are two first names that sound very French. So to me, her family is from Haiti. And even if I'm wrong, <laughs> I feel like it's still okay because she goes by the nickname of CJ and her full name would be CJ Walker, which can be seen as a reference to the black US history since CJ Walker was the name chosen by the first black woman to become a millionaire in the United States. To you, it might be ordinary to have a black teenage girl called C.J. Walker. And I'm so sad I didn't ask Stephen Bristol if it were a coincidence or not when I got the chance to interview him. Um, but at the end of the day, as a black woman, as an Afro-Caribbean woman, as a French woman, I see C.J. as the representation of 
the visible black identity with her braids. Her nickname connects her to her black American identity, but her full name connects her to her Caribbean identity. This black American identity comes with specific living conditions, very specific concerns and representation issues in all the interviews that Stephen Bristol and the actors and actresses have done, they always repeated that their goal was to offer a different representation of black American teenagers. C.G. Sebastian Calvin are ordinary teenagers. C.J. and Sebastian have only one dream, to get a scholarship and to become recognized scientists. Calvin, unfortunately, had to stop his studies, but did not become a drug dealer or didn't get involved with any illegal activities. He just wanted to see his sister succeed. When they're together at home, there's just CJ, Sebastian, and Calvin. When they're together, being black is part of their identity, but not their whole identity. And their blackness is something they love. When they're outside of home, their blackness turns into a threat. CJ is seen as the stereotype of the angry black woman. Calvin and Sebastian are seen as potential threats who could be victims of police brutality at any time. When they're outside, they cannot help the fact that society sees their black identity first before society sees them as human beings. Now, this black identity doesn't erase their Caribbean identity. In this case, how does one express their Caribbean identity when being born in the diaspora? This will be my second Caribbean connection. Thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe to my newsletter. Go to caroclamant.com to check out Stefan's Bristol interview. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at caroclamant. You can give me five stars on Apple Podcasts to give Karukirama more visibility. Let me know if you enjoyed this episode. See you à dans d'autres soleils. Ciao, Bered.